Hey there, Triumph Over Trauma Tribe. Welcome back. This show, this Triumph Over Trauma show, as I'll start calling it, is nothing without you. And I just want to start out uh, with a brief word from our sponsors. Hold on, there are no sponsors. Well, in all seriousness, though, because of the growth, I believe, uh, once you reach a certain threshold, as I'm learning in podcasts, I'm going to say it's like 50 people, 50 uh, you know, listeners. Uh, they started sending me the ability to do advertisements to help support this. So although I haven't been doing any of that yet, I just haven't invested the time in the process. I did just want to, you know, as I'm looking at the numbers, uh, share my appreciation for everyone who's listening. So whoever you are, I appreciate you, you, you tuning in and listening. We've had in this about a week that we've been doing the podcast, this show, there's been just under 100 unique listeners and over 220 plays of the episode. So whoever you are, um, whether I know you in person um, or I have not met you in person, I, or if I've, I have or have not met you uh, virtually, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for investing the time. We hope that this is valuable to you. And as always, please share feedback, whether it's good or bad, positive or constructive, on what you think and, and if there's ways we can get better. And I'll drop a link to the email in the chat rather than me leaving it off, in the, in, excuse me, in the description of the podcast. So that's number one. Just wanted a big thank you. It's always good to start out with appreciation and gratitude, right? It just kind of puts your mind in the right place. Um, I, I read a quote somewhere that um, in your mind, appreciation or gratitude and negativity or depression cannot exist in the same space. So if you're feeling down, if you're feeling low, as, as I do from time to time, as I have severely the time past I've shared, make it a point to think about the things you're grateful for. I know I just, my son taught, excuse me, my wife taught me this the other night, we're talking about jobs and, and, and careers, and we both had a moment of that. And, and I'll also share, since people are finding value in this, um, you know, this show is made for you. Um, I find it therapeutic. I enjoyed this process, but also, but it's really, it's made for you. Well, it's made for all of us because uh, you know, we're in this together. I'm one of you. And if you know anyone else who would benefit or enjoy this podcast, the best compliment, the best support you could provide would be just to let them know. Um, just, you know, send them a link or just tell them about it and just share it with them uh, if you found any value in it. All right, so let's get into it. Um, as a reminder, the Triumph Over Trauma podcast, this, this show is, I'm going to get used to calling it a show. This show is here to share stories of everyday people overcoming adversity. Again, this show exists to share stories of everyday people overcoming adversity. Why? Why do this? So that we can learn from each other. We can learn tips, tools, techniques, mindsets, strategies. It's basically lessons learned. How can we learn from one another to power us through, to help us through something that we have gone through, we are going through, or we will go through, go through, excuse me. And that can be for you or for someone in your family or a close one or, or a coworker, someone you meet. How can we help each other on this journey that we call life? So. And as I've learned, as we're evolving this, right, there's, there's a structure. I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm not by nature a structured person, but we're evolving into a structured process. I'm really proud of it. I actually took some time. Matt, shout out again, my friend, helped guide me along the way um, with plants and seeds. So I actually did some thinking. I actually did some thinking before I did this. It's not complete freestyle. 
So I'm impressed with that. It take, took a little bit of um, discipline and, and, and focus. So first, at, what, what the, the structure as a reminder is this. First, we share one, what is the adversity, right? It's going to be a story with the adversity that someone faced is number one, part one. Part two of the structure in the show is we'll share how the person overcame the adversity, how they overcame the adversity. And number three, what did this person learn? So I'm really excited. I've been connecting with some folks who have been through some really incredible things and have deep wisdom anywhere from um, job loss, you know, kind of very stressful, unexpected job loss to cancer survivors to all kinds of stories. So nothing is ironed out as far as dates, but I can just say, let you know that we're working behind the scenes to line up some guests to share some some really interesting, fascinating, and inspiring stories that we can learn from. So down the road, more to come as, as I learn more and things get ironed out. So, all right, the story of today, it, I will be the guest, right, myself. So the story and the theme that I shared is all about overcoming complacency. Overcoming complacency. I don't think anyone likes that word complacency, right? And defining the terms complacent, being complacent means you are just satisfied, you're happy, comfortable with the status quo or the way that things are today. You're satisfied, you're comfortable with not changing, with staying exactly, keeping things exactly the way they are. Um, and this happens to all of us. It shows up in many ways. Um, I know everyone has, has experienced this in different ways. And at a company I used to work for, Florida Power and Light, FPL, it's the big energy utility in Florida. Uh, one of our, our, our CEO, a really sharp guy named Jim Robo, I remember in one of our big, you know, big meetings, you know, kind of all hands meeting for all employees. I remember share, sharing one time, you know, what is the largest indicator uh, of success? Like, when do you know you've been successful and what's the biggest risk? And he said, complacency. When people become successful in an area, there's a human nature tend to like, if you've worked really hard and accomplished something, to then like, oh, exhale, right? Which is okay. We need to rest and stop. It's okay to exhale. It's important to do. We have to take care of ourselves. But staying in that state, like I've done this and I'm just going to stay here, right? And businesses and relationships and things that are important to us, if they reach that point of complacency, it doesn't tend to be a good thing um, because there's not opportunity to grow and learn and continue to get better strive for 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 improvement so i'm going to tell my story of how i overcame complacency a couple days ago so and and you can frame this up think in terms of of how this may apply to you you know complacency can show up in many forms many arenas it could be with your job maybe you've been doing the same thing for a long time and you just kind of feel stuck and comfortable and you're just doing the same old, same old, almost like it's automatic, like you could do it with your eyes closed. Um, and you really aren't putting any little extra oomph into it. You're just kind of growing through the motions. There's nothing wrong with learning, becoming experienced. That's a good thing. Experience is, is, is valuable. If you put your, you know, as they say, 10,000 hours and become an expert. But it's when you're just kind of going through the motions, almost like on, you know, on autopilot not really showing up. So it could be in your job. It could be in your relationship. Maybe uh, you have a boyfriend or girlfriend. Maybe uh, maybe you're married. Maybe it could be, uh, you know, you're a parent, you have a child, you know, and you're just kind of going through the motions. Again, I consider this autopilot, kind of almost like in a trance, like you're asleep on the job. 
or it could be a hobby. Maybe you used to love to do something. Maybe you used to love to paint or you used to love to write or sing or dance. Maybe you used to love to you know, go out, go bowling with your friends, whatever it may be. And you're feeling a sense of complacency there. So think about how this may apply to you, where you may be feeling complacent in your life. Because um, we're going to talk about you know, how this impacted me and, and what I did to help reignite that flame right? That passion, that interest, that desire. So, all right. So story time. All right. Grab some popcorn. It's it's cold out here, at least in North Carolina. So bundle up by a a warm fireplace, grab some, some flannel PJs, or if you're snuggy, whatever you've got and let's get, let's get going. So as I've shared before, uh, I have created a habit of exercise. So I go to the gym every day, pretty much every day, early, early in the morning. 5.30 in the morning uh, is a habit I've developed. And I've been doing that for a while. And I noticed recently that just this was this past Monday. And it started creeping up on me. I was getting some signals of it last week. I've noticed that I haven't been as excited. It hasn't been as fun at the gym, you know, doing my workout. You know, I do weights, you know, like a split body routine. I do a different body part each day. And I have some time for rest and I have some time where I do cardio or basketball. But I've noticed I'm not showing up the way I used to. Really passionate, excited, right? That initial, and I started this habit maybe, I'm going to say six months ago um, with a friend named Sean. Him and I were going together. And so I noticed I haven't been as, as motivated or charged up about it. And so bottom line is I've noticed as I'm going through my workout routine, I'm kind of doing you know, just enough, just enough to get by, getting distracted. I'm not really all in, right? Focused on the growth and development. It's almost like I'm an, what would I say? Autopilot. It's almost like I'm on autopilot. And I wasn't feeling too great about that. This was on Monday. And then let me introduce you to my friend, Austin. So I've met Austin at the gym and it's important. He's going to play an important part of the story. So Austin is an awesome guy. I'm going to call him Awesome Austin. All right, so Awesome Austin. Awesome Austin has four children. I think ages like eight, six, four, and one or two. And I met him at the gym. Just, you know, say he shows up early as well. He used to be the lead trainer at a local gym. And he's worked with people and helped develop young athletes who have gone on to play at a high level in college even. Uh, He's in great shape. Um, He's, you know... He has a lot of knowledge. He's very open. He's very sharing of his knowledge. Um, he's a good communicator. He's also a very wise and supportive person and speaks openly about his faith. So one time when we were working out, just out of nowhere, you know, he, he, my son, my older son, who's uh, 14, was there with us. And just, you know, my older son was just learning how to do some things and and mainly does basketball. But he, my older son wanted to learn some some techniques and, and Austin kind of went out of his way to kind of share him some things. And, and my son was like, you know what? It's really good work with him. He knows his stuff and he knows how to work with kids. It's really cool. He liked it. So that was one time. And then just recently we're at the gym. So this past Monday, my son went with me, really proud of him. Like he, he's, he's, he decided that from time to time he comes early in the morning before school and he does some basketball drills and skills work, ball handling, shooting, etc. And that's all him. Dad isn't pushing him. He's, he's making this thing himself. And he's like, he's like a coach. He's learned so much from his coaches. He's taken those habits 
those practice drills and he makes them their own. So it's really, it's pretty cool to see. The Pete, the gym staff, he would say, they say, hey, are you training basketball? I say, uh-uh, no, go talk to him. He's the one with the plan. You know, he's training me is what's happening. So Austin saw us at the gym working out um, the other day. And this is Monday. And he said, listen, he was like, I, you know, I saw your son. And he's like, I would love, he's like, I saw him doing his skills work. And he has that down. He said, I would love to help him, you know, one morning and go through like a 20 minute, like a functional routine, like body movement, help him with his agility, you know, his first step, you know, just overall movement, you know, things maybe with a ladder drill, you know, you know, work on his speed and agility or jump rope, different things. So he offered, you know, he's a giver in that sense, which is really cool. So we talked about that. And then I, and, and then from time to time, you know, one time Austin invited me as he was finishing his workout, he finished with this thing called Tabata, which some of you may know what this is, his, his version of it. It's a type of training and workouts. So what he does is when he's finished doing his workout, he does like three, let's say core exercises. So maybe we're, you know, he lays down uh, like on the ground or on a mat and does three exercises in, in high intensity, full effort spurts of 20 seconds each with a 10 second rest period between them. And he goes through that circuit three times. So what does that look like? So let's say the three exercises are some kind of like bicycle kick and then some kind of leg lift and then side planks. So he'd run through the first exercise, like the bicycle kick, 20 seconds, as hard as you can go, boom, boom, boom. And then rest 10 seconds and he has a stopwatch. And then do the next thing, um, some kind of like leg lift, you know, for your core. 20 seconds, hold, then rest 10 seconds. And then the last 20 seconds, side plank, 20 seconds, maybe 10 on each side, then rest 10 seconds. So that's one circuit. And I'll do that through three circuits. And it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but when you, by the time you're done, you're like, woo, wow, that was intense. Core, your core is feeling it, energy's up, and he could probably explain the science behind it. He's good about that stuff too. But I'm guessing probably has something to do with your metabolism and those bursts, right, of bringing the heart rate up. So pretty fascinating. So I've done these things with him before. So, you know, as I'm in the gym, I said, hey, I was like, are you about to do your Tabata? He's like, yeah. I was like, you mind if I join you? He said, sure. So we went through and did a routine, you know, wiped us both out. Him especially, because he had just come back from, from Disney World and had been sick. So he's kind of recovering. He was okay now, but he's on his, on it, like working his way back up. So we do this Tabata exercise. And as we're wrapping up, I said to him, I said, listen, man, I was like, I said, I've noticed I do much better working out together. Like I have found it, you know, I've kind of lost kind of some of that, that desire, that excitement, that passion. And I said, part maybe just because I've just been coming on my own recently. And I said, are you, you know, and I said, I know you like to coach and teach. And he had recently moved to a new role where he, he's not doing that lead training anymore. Um, he's doing something else. So he, you know, so I asked him, I said, hey, you know, would you, you know, I said, you have that like interest, you know, desired, natural you know, knowledge to kind of coach and teach. I said, and I love, you know, I really am motivated. I enjoy working. I whistle I go a little bit harder. There's something about that iron sharpens iron. Cause you know, we also not, when I've seen him, we talk about not only just fitness, but also sports, faith, you know, everyday jokes, that kind of stuff, anecdotes. So I said, Hey, would you be open to, you know, maybe doing some workouts together? And so I just kind of, so that was an example, right? I'll, I'll, I'll step out of, of the story for a second. That was me being vulnerable. So that was me stepping out and saying, Basically, I'm struggling with something. I don't have all the answers. Um, I have humility to say that I don't know it all, and I could use some help because I'm not feeling good about how where I am in my in my progress in my process. 
So, and he looked at me without hesitation. I was like, yeah, he's like, that'd be, he's like, that'd be great. He was like, you know, I, he said he does some routines that are actually partner workouts, but he hasn't been, he hasn't had a partner. So he just does them himself. Like he gave an example of, of a routine where you can ride a bike. And the goal is the two partners combined burn 200 calories. So one partner's ride the bike, stationary bike, another one's doing some kind of other core exercises. You keep alternating off, off and on, whatever, you know, periods of time, 30 seconds a minute, whatever it is, until cumulatively you achieve 200 calories. So it's pretty cool. It's teamwork, right? It's teamwork. It's just like, it's why I've always loved sports, teamwork. I love working together with people. I really enjoy collaboration and combining strengths to achieve an outcome that you wouldn't achieve on your own. So he, so he, he like, he was interested in it. So we talked about it. And so we're planning on, so uh, a week from that day. So next Monday, we're going to get together and you know, he's going to, he's going to have a workout plan and we're going to run through it and start working out together when we can. So pretty excited. That was, so actually I, I kind of spun through both parts without realizing it. The adversity faced kind of a checkpoint. The adversity that I, that I had faced was complacency. I was getting complacent with my workout routine, you know, just kind of blase, blase, kind of just robotic, going through the motions, not really caring. You know how that feels. You know what that's like. And then that was the adversity, complacency. Complacency is a, you know what? So complacency kills, I'm going to say. So how, I, how do I overcome it? Well, I raised my hand. I spoke up. Communication. Communication is a beautiful thing. It's a window into strong, real meaningful relationships communication it's all basic we don't communicate how can we learn from each other how can we trust each other how can we um, help each other communication just like as i learned in my marriage and my relationship with my boys even when i was i managed a team of people communication it's so simple right it's just like it's the blocking and tackling of life communication is the blocking and tackling of life so fundamental often overlooked so I, ra- I raised my hand, which is difficult historically for men to, for all of us to do. Let's be real, for all, it's hard to say I need help. It's hard to say I don't have it figured out. It's hard to say, can you help me figure this out because I don't got it all figured out. Like I'm not 100% independent, right? We live in an interdependent world where we re- rely upon each other. Think about all the services. Think about the food that's in your, in your pantry or in your refrigerator. Think about the clothing on your back. Think about the vehicle that you drive. Think about the doctors you go to. Think about the education you receive. You know, think about all the things, right? The water that comes through that that you know that pipe in your in, in where you live. We depend on each other. We may not be always be conscious of it, but we depend on each other, and together we're stronger and we're better. We're better. So I raised my hand. That's a lot. I just said a lot. Give you alphabet soup just to say I raised my hand, and, and that's how I and asked for help, and that's how I overcame the complacency. Now I have a plan, a path, a strategy forward on how to get through this sucker together. That's cool. And I, I walked away. I'm excited. Literally right now, it's, it's Wednesday. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to Monday. Like Monday can't come fast enough. I'm ready for this workout right flipping now. So, but he needed a little time just to kind of recoup from being sick and, and Disney, etc. So that's it. That's how I overcame it. So what did I learn? What did I learn in this process? Oh, one thing that I learned that was not a part of this at all, and I'll share this anecdote. As we're working out, out of nowhere, you know, Austin's feeling the burn of the, the Tabata training. We're both feeling it, you know, moaning, and groaning a little bit. And he said, bless him. I just heard him say, bless him. Bless him. And uh, I kind of looked at him like a little confused, bewildered, like, okay, that's kind of like a random, random outburst. And he looks at me and said, listen, he's like, 
Um, Jarvis Landry is an NFL player. He said, Chris, I think you'd like him. He's like, Jarvis Landry came from really difficult circumstances. Something happened with his family, a lot of turmoil and hardship and difficulties. And I think he ended up having to basically, you know, be the parent and take responsibility for his whole family, siblings, etc. Just had a really rough background. Um, so he said, this is what Jarvis Landry says. When he encounters hate, difficulty, you know, other folks kind of hating on him, jealousy, insecurities, just negativity. When he encounters negativity, he says, bless him, right? And I thought that was so cool. And because my older son had experienced some things recently, and, you know, sometimes I can be prone to anger and hatred and frustration where I, you know, I've got that anger thing going on. And, you know, as Martin Luther King Jr. and many other leaders have taught us, that thing can consume you. Anger can consume you and burn you to the ground. And you end up feeling it, right? It can, it's like setting your own house on fire, except that house is in your mind or in your soul. So Jarvis Landry says, bless them. You know, it's positive. It's almost like it's a good comeback. Like you can feel strong about it. Strength, bless them. Especially if you say that way, bless them. So, uh, and it's, it's like, you know, I'm going to keep going. Like, I can do this. I'm not going to let the negativity, the haters, the all that negativity out there pull me down. So he said, bless them. And I think he was feeling it with the burn, with, you know, so he said, bless them. So I told him about my son. So, and then what did I learn through all that? Is, you know, one, I learned about bless them. Um, but beyond that, I learned that speaking up, being vulnerable, asking for help, and connecting with a friend can help me solve problems that I couldn't solve on my own. I was not at a place where I knew the answer to how to overcome this complacency. I didn't know how to fix this thing. But I just basically spoke up and had an idea and said, hey man, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm complacent. I'm getting bored. I'm kind of going through the motions like a robot. Maybe, uh, you know, can we link up, work out together. So the lesson was speaking up, being vulnerable, sharing that you don't have it all figured out all together. You don't have all the answers. That's cool, because guess what? None of us on this flipping planet have all the answers. Surprise. Wisdom, as I tell my sons, is knowing that you don't know. Wisdom is knowing that you don't know, and that takes humility, right? The opposite of arrogance, the opposite of hubris, the opposite of pride, humility, right? The salt of the earth type thing. And we all have moments of both, right? But it's good to be conscious aware. I'm also going to say, really important lesson, my side plank, you know, when you lay, lay on the side, my form sucked. I mean, it was bad. It was like my foot was supposed to be a certain way. So, so I guess that's more more humorous part. But yeah, my side plank form was pretty crappy. I learned that in the process. He coached me on that one. But the last one is overcoming adversity doesn't have to be some you know, uh, motion picker, motion picture film, Netflix, you know, Disney plus beautiful movie with the music running in the background and, and you just conquered the opponent dramatic breakthrough moment in the movies in music. It doesn't have to be dramatized. Overcome adversity can be as simple in everyday life as just speaking up to a friend. It can really just be that simple, right? It can be that simple. So, transitioning. Is there something in your life that you are struggling with? 
that you're feeling complacent with? Is there something that you feel like you're just going through the motions, you're feeling robotic? Is there something in a relationship, in a job, in a hobby, in anything in your life that you feel like you're just kind of running through the motions, you're not present, you're not mindful, you're not conscious? Is there something where you're experiencing that? Well, think about if there's a way you can reignite that flame in your life. You get one shot at this thing we call life. You get to choose. You are the author of your own story. It doesn't feel like that always. I mean, things happen to us and we're not in control because those things, things do happen that are outside of our control. But you choose how you respond. You choose how you react. You choose what your next action is. Think about what your next action is. You choose what you're going to do to overcome that complacency if that's important to you. So, all right, let's wrap it up. To summarize today's story, I'd like to recap. So, in closing, the adversity faced was complacency, complacency, status quo, being just comfortable with my everyday workout to the extent that I was getting bored, I was not excited or not really with it and not making growth. I overcame it by speaking up, being vulnerable, asking a friend for help, you know, asking me to work out together. And I learned that speaking up is truly magical. It helps us connect in ways that we didn't even know exist. I didn't even know Austin did these partner workouts on his own. Right? He didn't even know that I was kind of going through motions. Being open and vulnerable, sharing where you, who and where you truly are is a pathway to better relationships and better outcomes. So that's it. As always, if you have feedback, check out the description. Let me know. I appreciate you, whoever you are. I hope this helps fuel uh, and gives you fuel you and gives you a little bit of inspiration to overcome complacency or other adversity in your life. And a big shout again, thank you to my buddy Austin. Um, he's listened a couple times. Hope you hear this. I'm excited about Monday, buddy. Let's go get it. Bless them. Triumph over trauma. Peace.